This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, Roger here. We're going to do things a little differently for the next couple of days. We've all heard of Apple and Samsung, but there's a lesser known entrant called OnePlus looking to make a bigger name for itself with premium smartphones. I spoke with OnePlus Chief Marketing Officer Kyle Jiang at length, and we'll be serving up portions of that conversation through the rest of this week. Part one sets the table with an introduction to the company and a detailed breakdown of their philosophies and what you as a consumer can expect from them. Let's have a listen. This is Roger Chang from CNET, and with me on this video chat is Kyle Jiang, Chief Marketing Officer of OnePlus. Welcome, Kyle. Thanks for having me on, Roger. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Uh, and while I do want to get to the OnePlus 8, which is you know the big reason why we want to chat, I do want to back it up a little bit for some of our audience who may not know much about this company. Now, OnePlus, after all, is not a household name. It's not an Apple or Samsung. Uh, so let's back things up a bit. And if you could give me a quick description of what is OnePlus. Sure. So OnePlus is a company that's a little bit over five years old that's focused on making smartphones, uh, primarily targeted towards tech enthusiasts, people that have, you know, are fans of maybe Google to simplify it in the maybe an easier way. Uh, when we started, we were making a device for a particular audience that really wanted the best kind of overall experience, uh, bloat-free software, fast-performing devices. And as, as we've evolved as a company, um, our philosophy hasn't changed, but now our products basically represent now, uh, considered by many of the best smartphones in the industry, and that includes the Apple and Samsungs uh, of the world. Um, and so now, uh, most recently, uh, you can go into uh, the two major U.S. carriers and now see our devices. Um, and uh, our our philosophy hasn't changed, but our product uh, have gotten to the point where now people are considering the the best that are out there. Yeah, and the, um, talk a little bit about sort of going back to that. Like the, the original, the original One Plus One. I think when it hit, uh, it was twenty fourteen. I think is when it launched uh, three forty nine. I mean. Talk a little bit about that because it, there was a, a huge run of demand. You had this kind of unique invitation system. Like, uh, just just to go back in time a little bit, like how did you how did that sort of uh, that first launch go, and how did it really keep that momentum going? How did you start building that momentum from then? Sure. Uh, I mean, this was about five years ago. The the phones there wasn't a ton of them, um, and because based on demand, they were kind of you could only get one through an invitation system. And actually, that's how I got mine originally. Uh, I was actually a user before I worked for OnePlus. Um, and probably each stage of the company's evolution, the company grew just a little bit more. More people heard about the devices. Uh, they were sold in more places, sold in more countries globally. And so the kind of the focused approach on kind of like really good har- hardware, clean software didn't change, but scale kind of grew in our company each stage of the way um, over the last five years. Yeah, and uh, talk a little bit about the the u- unique ownership structure uh, with OnePlus, because OnePlus is, is part of this larger group. Uh, of other Chinese hands, because you actually have sort of sister companies. You could talk a bit about that, because it's it's fairly uh, it's unique in the industry. Yeah, I mean, we share we share the same parent as a as a larger uh, cell phone maker in China called Oppo, but we're run independently. We you know have our own essentially standalone business. We we self fund ourselves. We're autonomous in that sense. So, um, although we share a, a common parent and some supply chain resources, we're an independent company that's had a, a very different approach than probably some of the companies uh, in that part of the world. You know, you, you referenced sort of the two big carriers in the U.S. that you're in. Uh, back in 2018, uh, you know, you launched with the, launched the OnePlus 6T, 
with T-Mobile. It was the first time you were sold by a U.S. carrier. It was a big deal. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what that did and, and sort of the impact that it had for the business in OnePlus? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a big step for us. I mean, I think the most important thing is in other parts of the world, people buy their cell phones directly. Uh, when I started with OnePlus in, in 2015, there was kind of some assumption that maybe the way people would buy their phones in the U.S. would change. Uh, meaning, you know, people weren't very satisfied with the carrier model, um, you know, and a lot of things you can remember back to that point. The purchase process probably didn't change. So we realized to grow and to reach more consumers, it, it made sense for us to partner. Um, and we did that with T-Mobile um, at the end of 2018. And the reason it matters is I think it's helpful for people who aren't tech enthusiasts, who maybe don't have the time to do the research, um, aren't as comfortable buying a cell phone directly. It was helpful to be able to go into any T-Mobile store in the United States, see our phone, and in a lot of ways, it matters because our devices, the build craftsmanship is really solid um, and really good. And I think when people, once they own a OnePlus, um, they get an appreciation for that. And you, you kind of can't always experience that if you don't get a chance to see a phone in person. And so it was a big step for us. And I think it, it, it represented an important point in our company's growth um, without changing our philosophy, but being able to, being able to reach new consumers uh, in the way they purchase devices in the United States. And in terms of the, the, so the, the progress that you've made in the U.S., thanks in part to the T-Mobile uh, partnership. Like, where are you guys in terms of market share here in the U.S. for uh, among smartphone providers? Yeah, I mean, I have to look, take a look at the most recent results, but you know, we've emerged as a top top four kind of premium uh, device maker in the United States. And although it's not huge in scale, um, we're starting to see a lot of proof points. And we're not, not although we're not the biggest. When you look to the quality proof points, that's actually where we're kind of introducing new technologies before anybody else starting to basically emerge as a leader. And I think. One of the reasons we've been successful is we've always made devices for U.S. consumers first. Our first devices were basically designed for, think about a software engineer in the Bay Area in terms of who likes those devices. That was our first customer globally, and it's always been the customer that we've always kind of followed has been our true north who we make devices for. So although scale is starting to increase, our, our approach and the consumer we've been uh, making products for has always been the same, essentially. I mean, it's a good segue to my next question. In terms of how things have changed, you know, it's... it's uh... Having carrier partnerships is sort of a mark of maturity for a, a smartphone provider. I'm just curious if how things are differently or how you approach things a little bit differently now that you've got bigger partners like T-Mobile and Verizon. Sure. Uh, I mean, I think one thing that we always heard from our partners, no matter where they were globally, is don't change. Um, keep your focused approach on your consumers. And that's one thing that's differentiated us where we have much higher loyalty than probably anybody else. Um, keep making uh, products that are really focused on user experience. Uh, that's something we haven't changed. Um, probably the only things that have changed in terms of with some of these new partnerships is it does require more infrastructure. Um, it does require a little bit more lead time planning. Um, and especially with 5G, it takes into account some additional considerations. But we've been able to kind of, without changing our company and without changing our approach, kind of grow and mature to kind of support the partnerships. Yeah, and you mentioned sort of the loyalty aspect. And I think the OnePlus A community, when I was talking with Verizon's executives, they that was one thing that they mentioned was you know one of the sort of the recipes one of the key ingredients that uh, really attracted them to OnePlus. Talk a little bit about the, the OnePlus A community and how that, that kind of feedback with, from the consumers have really kind of weighed into how the phones are actually made. Yeah, I mean, and you said it. I mean, what Verizon told you is basically, you know, OnePlus brings a couple things. Uh, great product, uh, really attention to quality. Users that are very loyal um, based on the experience of product they've gotten in the past. Also, probably a more digital-oriented audience, a younger consumer that's maybe more knowledgeable about technology as things change and things evolve. Uh, and so, those are all things. In addition to being now a technology leader, especially with people look to and a lot of the carriers and look to evolve into 5G um, because of our approach in terms of having you know the best technology, the highest performing technology, it set up as set us up as a very attractive partner for 5G as well. So, 
those are all themes that I think have, have uh, been strengths of OnePlus and make us well positioned for, I think, the things that are going to be changing uh, over the next 18 months in terms of this category in this industry. Uh, you know, Pete talked about how the CEO uh, talked about how the Verizon partnership was, uh, was a really a big deal, one of, the, one of the biggest deals in the history of the company. Talk about what, uh, you know, partnering with Verizon does to this company. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a uh, you know, obviously Verizon's uh, the you know the biggest company in the United States, uh, you know, in 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 carrying network, and they're also a leader in terms of five G, and also uh, for us, it represents a station maturity. Where now we're partnered with the two biggest uh, with the new T-Mobile, the two biggest uh, carriers in the United States, and so it allows uh, a majority of people in the United States to be able to experience uh, what we believe are the best mobile phones in the country uh, and in the world, uh, and that wasn't necessarily an option. A couple of years ago, if you weren't the type of consumer who was willing to buy your own phone and set it up directly. So we think it's a, a great step for us uh, in terms of our growth as a company. So that's part one. Come back tomorrow where the conversation shifts to what it's like launching in a pandemic. Thanks for listening.